0: Hello, welcome to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. I'm Dino Varelli, founder and CEO of Project Purple, and today we're back in the podcast studio, but we've got a special friend with us on the phone who's been on the podcast before, coming all the way to us from New York City, Dr. John Brummer. John, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Dino. Thanks so much for having me again.
0: Well, we love uh, we love having you on the podcast. Uh, full disclosure: if you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, this is your third time on the podcast, John. You're you're catching up to uh, you know getting a, a purple jacket here. I think we we had a, a recent guest who's been a multiple guest, and we said I think when you get to like nine podcast episodes, you get a custom purple jacket. So. Um- you-
1: Oh my God, invite me
0: next week. I love it. I love it. Uh, But we've had you on before twice. So uh, for those that maybe have not heard those episodes, or maybe this is the first time hearing Dr. John Brummer, we've got some great things for you today on this podcast. John, for those that don't know you, here's your chance to just, from a high level standpoint, your background, I know you've run for us and hopefully people will be following you after this podcast but let's talk about your day job.
1: Sure. Uh, yeah, I am a, I'm 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 a podiatrist in New York City. I have uh, multiple offices all throughout Manhattan. And um, I specialize in uh, the foot. I do foot and ankle surgery, sports and dance medicine. Um, I love my dances. I love my athletes. Um, and I do everything in general that, uh, that foot doctors do. We do a lot of orthotics. Um, We do a lot of uh, typical nail injuries and and, and nail procedures. And we do everything from some complicated uh, forefoot and rear foot reconstructive surgeries as well. And um, now we just recently, we teamed up with um, Belux Aesthetics. And we have a a new portion of our practice uh, that's headed by my associate, Dr. Stephanie Lubin. Um, And we're doing a a bunch of laser aesthetics uh, on the lower extremity. Um, as well as, uh, I mean, we don't do any of the, uh, the, the, anything above the scope of our practice, but we have their facials available at my facility now. And, um, we do some regular frequency microneedling and skin, uh, wrinkles, scars, all this kind of great stuff, skin tightening, laser genesis, um, rosacea, acne scars, all these amazing, um, these amazing conditions can be treated. With, with with lasers and the results are phenomenal. We have Qterra uh, lasers and uh, the secret RF machine from Cutera, which really uh, I, I think it's the top of the line. It's 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 the Rolls Royce of uh, of the laser world, and um, patients are really happy and the results are amazing.
0: That's awesome. And I know with like I just have known some people that have some vein issues in the past. Those can be pretty painful if I'm, I'm not mistaken john right like i mean those, uh, not, not actually, just from an aesthetic standpoint but just from an injury standpoint you know veins and, and stuff like that can get really painful yeah.
1: veins are really veins are part of your circulation yeah. you know? and, and and it's and it's 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 very important that your circulation is 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 working properly Um, and a lot of people, the veins are generally, they can be caused by weight. They can be caused by a lot of things, but most of it's genetics. Mm -hmm. It's mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, you know, you could have you. And and the thing that's crazy about veins is that it's not, you know, a typically obese person, you know, that, that, that's sedentary. You can have venous insufficiency, varicose veins Mm -hmm. and circulation problems, even, even in the younger population and even in some of our athletes. I mean, me myself personally, I was treated for. I had I had a um, a bunch of veins on the inside of my right calf mm-hmm. that I've had my whole entire life, and um, I I got I had them lasered recently. I've only had I've only had one treatment, and the results are phenomenal. And if you if uh, you could probably you'll probably see my results on um, they're on Instagram uh, with Belux Aesthetics, uh, oh, the handle. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. It, it, yeah. And so a lot of things with veins also, people, they get that swelling in their, in their legs, in their Mm -hmm. ankles. Sometimes, I don't know if you push, you know, you know, you could push your finger into the skin Mm -hmm. and then it leaves that imprint Mm -hmm. and that swelling, that's called pitting edema. And that is a big indication of having issues with the veins.
0: Wow, man. I, I mean, you know, hearing you say that, uh, you know, I, that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. I mean, I've, I've, I've done that before, like in the calf, like right when you get a cramp and you push it in and, and you have that pitting in there. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah.
1: So you got to come down and get an evaluation, my friend.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, you know, we wanted to, I wanted to have you back on because you and know, I've talked about this over the last year. It's crazy that, you know, we've been in this pandemic, you know, a full year, like we're coming up on this, this anniversary date this week of, you know, the world kind of coming to a, a stop very quickly. And I know in our previous podcast that we had with you, the, the most recent one that you were on, we talked about, you know, there was, there's a huge uptick in running and you know, you see this day in, day out. You eat, sleep, and breathe this, you know, foot issues and what you're seeing. So, you know, wanted to kind of run kind of some questions through with you because, you know, as we as we come up on this year anniversary, we're also coming out of COVID, it looks like, in some parts of the country. I mean, some parts have opened up, um, you know, vaccines are readily available. I think I saw a statistic the other day. I don't have the most up-to-date statistic, but I did see something overnight on Twitter. I don't know if this is accurate or not because it's on Twitter. Um, It wasn't fact-checked, so just throw that out there. But they said there's more people vaccinated in the USA right now than that were tested positive, which is awesome. And But but the statistic that I saw that I think we had like 14% of our population as of like Thursday or Friday of last week, you know, we're recording this on March 9th, so this was like the beginning of March, um, you know, have received full vaccination, you know, both shots, or, you know, I think the J&J vaccine, which is the one shot, just hit, Connecticut like literally a couple of, over the weekend so I'm not sure if that those that those numbers are factoring in that as well in other parts of the country but possibly they are. So as we now see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel and I'm I'm not an expert this is not I'm, we're not advocating here for people to go run out just because they're vaccinated but I would anticipate that some of these larger running events and larger fitness events will begin to happen. And so these people that have been You know, basically logging marathons, miles by themselves or, you know, with a very small group in a social distance manner, you know, are now going to have an opportunity to actually go out there and and be with a large group of runners. But, you know, I I think what we may see, John, is, you know, and we were talking about this on a previous podcast is clearly... Going out running, you know, the, this running explosion that we saw in COVID and going out and running whatever mileage that is, whether it's a mile, three miles, 10 miles, 26 miles a day, whatever that is, is a lot different when you start to train for something where you have a set schedule and you have benchmarks and, you know, you have certain goals in mind. I think it's a lot easier to just go out and log the miles and not necessarily maybe avoid injuries or kind of run through some injuries, but then as you start to gear up your training, um, your inefficiencies and your deficiencies that you have are probably going to start to present themselves. So with that being said, with that ramp up, if we think about this, John, in this ramp up and you and your expertise as a podiatrist, like what's the most common injury to avoid? What is that?
1: Well, I mean, it, there's a, the most common injury to avoid is it's going to be your, your plantar fasciitis, which you've talked about in the past. And probably your Achilles tendonitis, and a real big ramp up injury are stress fractures. Yeah. And stress fractures are the ones that 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 disqualify you and 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 make you unable to to uh, to do your events because those are actual fractures in the bones. And most people that uh, result in stress fractures as they're ramping up, if they're close to their race date, you know they're 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 not racing. And um, the best way to avoid these things, um, I assume that that's the next question, right? (laughs) Is 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 uh, is, to really stretch. You got to recover. You got to recuperate appropriately. And if you're not recuperating appropriately on your own, then you need the help of an expert. And the experts can be a podiatrist or a physical therapist in a lot of these aspects. patients that uh people that are running and and, and, and people that are just running and their, their, their shoes you know you need to change your sneakers a good pair of sneakers is going to last you between three and 500 miles that's it that's not a lot you know I have patients that change their sneakers once every six months I have patients that change their sneakers once every 1.5 months yeah you know it depends on how much you're running in them and the other thing is is the mechanics of your foot if you do them, so you might run really, really well, three, four, five, six, seven miles, right? And then when your foot starts to fatigue and get tired, and then it starts to flatten out or the ligaments aren't holding or you're loose, and that's when you could do some additional damage. And that's where orthotics and inserts and, and support become essential. And that's why you have to get the right sneaker and have the right insert in, in those sneakers so that you can avoid injury. And continue to, uh, you know, to 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 add on those miles.
0: Great stuff. Great stuff. I, I want to mention, I want to stay on a point that you just said, uh, the Achilles. And, and I recently brought this up. Listen to this. So not related to running, but this is related to running. So in the NBA, there's Antonio Daniels. There's Kevin Durant for those that follow Basketball. Kevin Durant just came off a massive Achilles injury, um, mm-hmm. took a whole year out. And I was listening to the radio and, you know, they said, uh, a, a, actually a, a podiatrist called in um, and he said, oh, these hamstring issues that these guys are having uh, in, uh, in uh, AD in, in LA, you know, he's out with this hamstring issue. And the guy was like, it's the Achilles. And now everyone's so hypersensitive because, you know, and naturally you've got these athletes. I mean, Kevin Duran is, you know, almost seven feet. AD is almost seven feet. You know, you're, you're 300 pounds, the force, the torque, you know, that that Achilles is under. But they said, the guy was saying on the radio, he's like, you know, these Achilles injuries, because the the staff or, you know, these people aren't, you know, thinking about this, it's the hamstring that you know is stressed, and eventually that Achilles may pop because you know it's it's presenting itself as a hamstring injury. There's stress on the on the other, the other parts of the that that structure there. So I know that doesn't relate necessarily to running, but I know like a lot of runners, you know, you hear all the time, "Oh, my hamstrings are tight, super tight hamstrings," you know. So is that potentially in that chain, John, where we're seeing? you know, because you think about like people have been grinding away <laughs> over the last year, like just chewing away miles. And even if you're like myself, my running has increased. Naturally is the only thing it could do for months upon months. You couldn't go to the gym and still some places you can't really get to the gym, you know, just because of restrictions and stuff. But, you know, you're grinding away, grinding away. And these hamstrings are just tightening, tightening up. In your opinion, you know, are those Achilles just gonna? Are we gonna just see a massive amount of Achilles injuries here over the next year? Or you know, what 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 should we tell our runners here that are listening that maybe so, have super so, tight know, hamstrings? I, you
1: could you 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 you're, you couldn't have said it better, Dino. Is that you know it is a kinetic chain, my friend, yeah, and it goes all the way up. So I tell people that you know picture the biggest rubber band that goes from the back of your neck all the way down your back. All the way down your backside, down your, your your thighs, past your calves, into your heel, underneath your foot. That big rubber band is the area that gets injured the most. If you think of every sports injury, right, you're talking about, the, and these are injuries that are due to not stretching, right? I mean, of course, there's trauma and stuff like that as well. But most of the time, it's because you're tight. Tight backs lead to back injuries, neck injuries, right? Tight hamstrings leads to the hamstring tears, um, tight calves, calf tears, Achilles tendon, plantar fasciitis. We're looking at all these things are all on the back side of us, right? So when you think of the other injuries, right, you think of a quad tear, always direct trauma, for football players, right? A tip fit fracture, always direct trauma, you know. Um, and uh you're right. I mean. That that's why we, we, when you go to see any professional athlete before any event, they're on the floor getting stretched out by a professional athletic trainer. That's making sure that they're in tip-top position, um, you know, and that their that their legs are being stretched out appropriately, their hamstrings are getting stretched out appropriately. Yeah, so you can stretch your calves. But you got to stretch your hamstrings too. You got to stretch your back. You got to yeah. make sure your core is stable. You know. You got it. You got. It's it's important to stretch everything, you know, because you're right. If you if your calves are stretched and your hamstrings are tight, they're gonna pull on your calves. It's that big rubber band.
0: And that leads me to my next question here, John. And and we may have answered this, but I think it's important to you know, repetition and anything is really like mastery, right? So my next question was what not to do right now as runners ramp up these miles with, you know, today here in New York area. I mean, I think we're going to hit 60 possibly. I think it's our 55, 55. Here. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So naturally like people are going to be like, I, I'm sure if you're commuting home or if you're even going for a walk later maybe people don't have commutes anymore because most of them are working from home people are going to be out and about i mean the clocks here and in the east coast are springing forward i believe uh this weekend um you know so like the weather's going to get you know warmer days are going to get longer what should runners not do right now not
1: (laughs) okay well i mean listen if you're running only three you know three miles a day or, or You know or or 10 miles a week you don't you don't ramp up and do a a 13 mile run you know you can't do that um you can't just like um be lazy and just say okay i haven't run in two weeks i'm going to go out and run five five to six miles you know i mean some people can do it and get away with it but chances are is that you're going to get tight you're going to get and and you're going to have to recover appropriately Um, yeah sound advice and, and, and 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 you know i mean i I hate to say it, but like a lot of these Nike training programs and these road and the New York Roadrunner training programs, they don't, they're they're not, you know, they're, they're not customized to individuals, you know, they're, they're, they're general, they're general running programs. And I know a lot of people that can get injured by doing these programs, you know, your body's going to tell you what's going on, you know. I know that whenever I do a marathon, I know that at mile like, at mile like 21, like my knee is telling me stop running you know? <laughs> and uh and and you know like you you know your limits and you know when you hit your walls and when you if it's i'm not going to say it's that, that it's okay to push through your injuries all right i mean sometimes you, you know you, you're you a little tight and you're injured and, and, you, and you go an extra mile to complete a race you know that's that's one thing but you know when you're in your training you know there's there are signs that say hey Let's let's stop today, stretch and get back on it, you know, next weekend or the next day or something like that. You know what I mean? As far as um, as far as ramping up the training, you know, there are times that you're not hydrated appropriately. You know, if you're if you're if you've been. Boozing like a lot of people have been boozing. <laughs> yeah, alcohol
0: <laughs> You know, yeah.
1: you can get you can get dehydrated significantly. And if you're not hydrating appropriately, and you're sitting at home with your wife or your family or or or, or people, and, and 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 you you had a nice big dinner and and, and drank a few bottles of wine, and you didn't, you didn't you didn't you didn't you know counteract that with with the right hydration throughout throughout the next day, and then you go out for a big run and it's sunny out, you know. You, you can you can injure yourself. And and you'll see. You'll see. Everything will be tighter. Your recovery will be will be harsher. You know, hydration is a huge, huge part of everything.
0: It's powerful stuff. So this kind of leads me into the next question is, um, which is kind of the opposite. What is the best thing to do in terms of preventative maintenance? So I right. know we've mentioned a lot here, but you know, if there's one, and this is a loaded question, John, and, you know, let's assume like, you know, budgetary reasons, like there is no budget, um, because that may take us down a different path. So like, but regardless of the budget, you know, what's the kind of the best thing to do preventative wise to avoid injuries?
1: All right. So I, I I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to talk, let's, let's say we're all elite athletes, right. Or at least we want to be treated like elite athletes. Right. So, so, and, and if you have health insurance, right. One of the things that people don't do with their health insurance is they don't use it. You know, that's why these insurance companies are very, very, uh, and I hate to get political, you know, they do very well. But, But, you know, if you're an athlete and you're training and you're doing things and you need to recover, you know, there's nothing wrong with seeing if you have coverage for massage therapy. If you have coverage for physical therapy, these are things you can go and see a sports doctor. You can go and see a podiatrist. You can even sometimes go see an orthopedist and say, hey, listen, man, I get tight after all my runs. I feel like I need a little additional stretching and or some massage therapy. Can you write me a prescription? You know, these are and and insurance companies would would probably rather pay for preventative measures, then Mm -hmm. you know, then if you tear your Achilles and you need to have surgery and you need to be hospitalized, that bill is a heck of a lot more than somebody that goes to physical therapy for a month, you know?
0: Not to mention Uh, all the back-end PT that you're going to need to go after surgery, right? Like, that's just like, you know...
1: KD is one of the most elite athletes in the world, right? The guy took a year to recuperate from his Achilles injury, you know? Kobe did too, right? Kobe, Kobe had
0: yeah, we had, exactly. Had his,
1: yeah, we had his Achilles too, but you know, uh, and you know, it takes it takes a long time to rehabilitate from these injuries. So I, I, I mean, as far as preventing the stuff, I mean, stretching is is key, man. You know, if you're a person that says, "Hey, I want to run every day," take one day and just be like, "Yo, I want to have a stretching day," and I want to I want to get I want to get my glutes, I want to get my hamstrings, I want to get my my flexors, you know, on my hips. These are all really, really important, and and I, uh, you know, I'll, I I admittedly will say I'm guilty of it too. You know, I push through a lot of things too. It's hard to find the time to run, to have a family, to do your work, and to stretch. You know,
0: true, true, but, um, yeah.
1: So I, when I when I tell my patients to stretch, I generally will try to demonstrate it for them <laughs> it, it goes into my stretching routine.
0: I just uh, you know on that stretching, and I think your idea of having a stretching day. It's like an active recovery day is a great one. Um, I was listening to something recently with a big runner and the guy, you may know the guy, and I'm sure our audience may know, David Goggins, uh, you know, pretty, yeah, pretty crazy runner. Um, but, he, you know, he mentioned though, and I don't know if you've, if you've heard this, um, he's mentioned it a couple of times, like he is pretty uh, regimented in his routine. And one thing that he does every day is like he stretches for like four hours a day. So my question to you do you think that's a little too much in terms of stretching?
1: Well, it depends. If you're David Goggins, right, and yeah. you have, and you've got, you've got time to stretch, okay? Yeah, yeah true. You're, 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 if you're, if you're a big, if you're some big shot celebrity that's doing action movies and stuff, you've got four hours of your day to stretch and do, and do your thing, you know. And and that's that's part of your upkeep, man. And that's yeah. part of keeping that well-oiled machine going. And um, you know, for for most of us that 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 have um, different lives, I'd say, (laughs) you know, uh, if, if you're getting in a half hour to an hour of stretching and you're, and you're competitively, uh, an elite athlete and, and stuff like that, I think that that's really important. I think that the, the, the way that, that I was taught was, you know, stretch, right. Warm up, do your activity, have a cool down, stretch and recover. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's like that's like one of the old regiments
0: but how many people though John and and you think about you and I right we got busy lives running organizations we got kids families you know commitments personally like for me like I try to get up early like part of my routine I try to do a little bit of stretching static stretching before I go run And then like I run and then boom, oh man, I got to jump in the shower, have something quick to eat. And then I'm I'm at the office, right? So that recovery post, like, yeah, you're, I'm chugging water through the day. I find like for my office, like during the day, I'm probably stretching more at the office. I try to like take five or 10 minutes throughout the day at different segments and just try to stretch it out. So, you know, it's hard. It's, it's really hard. Um, but yeah,
1: that's the thing, man. It's so easy. So listen, man. You could you could stretch when you go to the bathroom. You know yeah, what I mean. True. You could stre- You could stretch. You know that there are things I give my patients. I have these things that are called posterior night splits. They're calf stretching boots. Right. A lot of insurances cover it. I give them these things. They throw it on. When you kick over the waste paper basket when you're sitting there at your computer. Yeah. T- put and the boot on. Start and stretch. And you're sitting there, you're sitting there for an hour or two. You can stretch out those calves. I mean, hmm. it's it's a it's a real. Um, it's a it's a real help for, for a lot of my elite athletes.
0: What are they called? For our audience listening at home. Again?
1: Uh, it's a posterior night swim. Uh, if you could, if you can sleep in these things, God bless you. But, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't I don't think you can you can you can. I mean, there are some people that can, but most of my patients cannot. But it's a great adjunct. I mean, if you're if, huh. if you're a busy if you're a busy uh, New Yorker, or a busy American, or be a busy a busy business person overseas, international. This is a great little tool that, that that helps stretch you out while you're doing other things, especially in our sedentary lives where where we're in front of a computer desk and not moving for hours.
0: True. Awesome. I love it. All right, let's shift gears here because you have uh, done a lot of great things during the pandemic. Your social media, you're always inspiring people. I know you've connected with our community. You've done stuff within your local community. So I've got a couple questions here for you. Sure. How do you get motivated? Like what motivates you?
1: Oh my gosh. So I mean there's a bunch of different things that motivate me, you know. Um of, of course my 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 daughter motivates me, man. She makes yep. me want to stay healthy and be better and um and, and and stay strong so that so that I have as much time on this planet as I can with her. And, um, some of the other things that motivate me, I mean, project purple motivates me. Um, you know, I, I got people in your community, long run fit, man, he motivates me. Kiki on the run. She motivates me. You know, um, when I see other people, uh, you know, doing their thing, you know, and, you know, people that, people that are sick and then people that are healthy, you know, it, it, it makes makes me realize, you know, you, you gotta do you gotta do good things, man. You get you gotta you're, you you only have one life. You should you should really try to inspire others. And and if and if your if my little runs or some of my words or some of my wisdom can help other people get through hard times, then then that's like that's a blessing, man. And everybody that can do everybody can do that. And anybody can do that. And that's kind of your job as a human being, man. You know, don't hurt people, man. Help them.
0: It's it's powerful stuff, John. I I got one more question on the subject because, I mean, for our audience listening home, we're going to share with you where to follow John on Instagram because uh, he's got some some great daily videos, man. I I love seeing you. And, you know, I mean, you've been out there in the rain, in the snow, on vacation. My favorite,
1: my favorite time to run in New York City is in the rain or in the snow when (laughs) nobody's around. Why? Because it's, it's, you know, listen, I, I like to say that I'm a real New Yorker, right? I've been in New York my whole life. And just when you kind of feel like there are times when you get the city to yourself, man. And that, and that, that is like, this is such a beautiful city. Uh, All the people that have moved out of the city, you'll be back. All (laughs) right. This is still the city of the world, man. Yeah. The city, this city everything revolves around the city it's such a beautiful city it, there's no city like it in the world I've tra- I've traveled I've traveled a good 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 bit you know good deal and um I just I love it I love it when it's when it's when it's ice and hailing and snow and there's like no path or anything and I'm just the only one running along the river um, I just feel I feel I feel great I feel like I feel like I own the city man you know and it it's it's like uh it's my playground. So I, I love that, man. And in the rain, too. I like it, it, it motivates me. I, I love rain, snowman.
0: So then, like, when you're sitting, and this is my last question on this, like, so you're sitting at home, it's snowing and it's raining and it's ugly. There's not a sight in it for you know miles that, that are out there walking. There's no sign of civilization. You know everything's closed up. Like, what's that motivation? Like, what do, what do you say to yourself? Hey, man, like, I got the city to I myself.
1: Say, I, say, I hope I hope my long underwear is clean because <laughs> I'm putting it on and I'm gonna get out there. <laughs> um i don't don't know know. my motivation is is is, you know listen man i i uh we all have a lot of stress in our lives you know we all go through all different things man you know do you know you know that i i I lost a a very close friend of mine i've lost a few people to 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 pancreatic cancer in in my life and and, um and you know listen man we're, we're lucky and and if we can go out and inspire and take care of ourselves i mean there's like there's no, there's no reason why, you know, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't get out there and try and do something good, man. I mean, it's like, it's the least you can do. It's easy, and it's easy. And, and all it does, if, if, if me going out and taking care of myself and running is helping somebody else, I mean, come on, that's a no brainer. That's a win-win.
0: It's not chemo as we say, man. Right. That's right. Right. I love it. I love it. Awesome, John. Well, thank you for sharing all the wisdom on injury, prevention, maintenance, um, all the good, great stuff that you're doing for, you know, all of us and, and the pandemic and humanity as a whole during this time. I mean, you know, yeah, it's,
1: I can tell you the handles. The, you know. Yeah. So look, where where
0: yeah. where can people learn more? And I and I want to, you know, you've got some great things going on there with the deluxe aesthetics and and you know expanding your practice, which is just awesome to see. So if people want to follow you, they want to learn more, or you know they want a consultation, they want to come in, or maybe they just have questions. What's the best place to connect, and where should they find that?
1: So uh, everybody gets through to my 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 work wife, who is Nicole. She's not my actual wife, but she is. She's my office manager, and she she runs everything for me. She's an amazing amazing person. Her, her and, and the office number is 212-877-1969. And um, my my for social media, if you, if you just want to see me run, is Dr. J Grummer. Um, we also have, uh, b Aesthetics phone number. I can give you that as well. That's, uh, a 646-228-9424. And, um, th- that's, uh, b Aesthetics is, is also got a, that's the handle for, for their, for their social media as well. And we, um, you know, I, I, I have multiple offices in Manhattan and, uh, come in, let me be happy to evaluate you. Uh, if your insurance is a problem, we always try to help out and make things affordable for everyone there.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, John, thank you once again for being a guest on the project purple podcast and for all you do for our community.
1: Oh yeah. And thank you very much. And remember everybody donate p- Patty's uh, purple patties half marathons coming up in a couple of weeks, man. That's what I've been training for.
0: Love it. We can't wait for it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. Please, if you listen to podcasts, follow us wherever you listen. Feel free to share this episode. And until next time, be safe. That's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple Podcast.